Welcome to Tunnel Talk and No Facts on Feelings Wrestling Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. And how's everybody doing this week? Great. Perfect. It's like a zillion degrees out, so every time I go to the pool, no one else is there because it's so hot. And I'm like, hell yeah. I know. Yeah. I thought maybe it was going to be like busy, like the pool, like thick with bodies. You'd think so, but no, everyone's inside in the air conditioning. (laughs) Well, that makes sense too. Mm. Was there a more normal way you could have said that? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I think I said it was like a standard usage pretty much. <laughs> and if you take a moment and just imagine it, and you'll find it makes quite a bit of sense. It's evocative. You're a writer. It's a storyteller. Mm-hmm. I, I try to be. I try to be, but you don't always get it right. Something we'll be talking about uh, in our discussion of wrestling this week. You don't always get it right. When you're That's telling amazing. stories. What a perfect transition. <laughs> hey, I, I try. Sometimes you, you, do, you do do it. Hey, sometimes you do do it. <laughs> Let's, we're just going to start out by uh, quickly plugging a little pod that we released earlier this week. So we've... Speaking, speaking of being thick with bodies, we had Marty on the pod. <laughs> That was inappropriate. <laughs> wow, she's coming for my transition crap. <laughs> Things are looking rough for me. We did have Marty DeRosa of Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling on the podcast earlier this week. Uh, we got to ask him all kinds of questions that we have about the history of wrestling and how wrestling works and FTR. And he got a chance to make a pitch for us. And you guys can listen. And... Uh, hear for yourselves how it went but he he did a good job and we loved having him on uh and we really recommend that you check out that uh episode if you haven't already he was pretty fun i would he say was that. very fun and he was so good at our dating game oh my yeah. god like <laughs> upsettingly good almost. Yeah. <laughs> he took it to a new level uh and it was about emotional intimacy it was about deep connections i was i was impressed i'm not gonna lie it's clear that he's a very good partner because he knows how to be a good partner. Like, oh, <laughs> unbelievable. That's true. And I, I think we learned something. Next time you hear us playing that dating game, it's going to be a richer space <laughs> for, what he, for what he had to say. So uh, go take a listen to that if you have not already. Okay, the first thing that I want to briefly touch on is just the fact that it was Shark Week. And <laughs> did you feel like... AEW had gotten the memo about Shark Week like pretty late in the game <laughs> and we're kind of like that someone looked at it and was like you want us to do stuff with this? <laughs> I'm so I'm so busy I don't have time for this. <laughs> They're like, "Oh god, can we get a shark costume like on short notice?" <laughs> Every reference to shark stuff except for the shark cage which was insane in its own way was just like it really felt like they just sent out a memo and they were like, "If you can think of a way to integrate <laughs> shark stuff into what you're doing uh, corporate synergy wise, I guess do that, but we don't have the time." We do not have the time. But it was like, honestly, we'll approve anything. Like, any idea oh, that yeah. you have. Yeah. No, like, no bad ideas in brainstorming, they said, and then they took them all straight. <laughs> I honestly didn't know Discovery was still doing Shark Week, so that was, you know, delightful they, to find out about. Did they say it's been 30 years of Shark Week? Did, did I make Has that up? It? I, I think I it was mean, decades. Decades of Shark Week. I mean, it definitely has been decades when you think about it. It's sort of alarming. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't have cable, so, like, I don't 
you know, click around. So the only reference that I hear of Shark Week every like every so often is just people making jokes about their period. So like very <laughs> like very often I just kept being startled by what people were saying. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't. Okay, all right. That's very funny because I actually haven't heard those jokes that much. But my workplace um, has like a week of continuing education where you can take little classes and stuff, and they call it Shark Shark Week every year. I don't why? know why. No, you don't know. Literally, no idea. No. Very interesting. Nothing. I have a, yeah. a follow-up question. It's not related to the shark part, but it's about, it was also the second week of Fighter Fest. Is there like a theme to Fighter Fest or it's just, like, is there any I'll reason? I'll tell you, there is. They fight. Oh, <laughs> okay. Whoa. Okay. You heard it here first. Spider no, it's Fest crazy. These, fight, all, yeah. like, these little, like, annual events they have, because, like, the winter is coming one, it, like, doesn't really do anything either. Like, it doesn't seem like they have, like, well, it's just a particular... they don't do any themed, like, decorations or... No, I'd love if they got some decorations out If there. they were thinking of it through, like, a prom or homecoming lens, where it's, yeah. like, this is the theme, kind of like, like what AEW, they did with Shark Week. AEW Under the Sea would be a great... I'd love that. I guess <laughs> that, again, was Shark Week, kind Shark of. Week. But... Yeah, kind of. No, but I, it's like there's really nothing. I just feel like there maybe should be something that you can point to that's like it's Fighter Fest because they have this one specific type of fighter match. Or like right. it's Fighter Fest because everybody like talks about why they love fighting. I don't know. <laughs> give me something. I know. Or like they there's boxing gloves like hanging from the ceiling like mobiles. Yeah. And, yeah. Beautiful boxing something. glove decorations and, yeah. and bloody streamers. <laughs> no, I really don't understand any of their like themed regular episodes of Dynamite at all. Well, great. As long as we all know nothing, then uh, we're in agreement Some and we room, can move on. Room to grow. Room, room to, to grow. grow. Yeah. Uh, this week, uh, Swerve and Keithley came out on Dynamite to celebrate their tag title win. They are our new uh, tag team champs. And they just spent a little while kind of like sucking up to the crowd and hamming around in the ring <laughs> before we got a pretty classic little uh, champion celebration <laughs> where <laughs> I guess Kevin Gates is a rapper that none of us knew about. He had a very sweet looking face. That's all we mm -hmm. know. Uh, he punched Mark Sterling because Mark Sterling came out to try and get him to sign Tony Nese's petition against Swerve Strickland. Uh, and so Kevin Gates punched Mark Sterling and then Swerve smushed a cake in Mark Sterling's face. And that was kind of the whole, that was kind of the whole deal. Um, I want to <laughs> do beautiful. a quick check in. So they are faces. They are faces? Yes. Yeah. yeah, but this like, was Swerve's a real, really, real celebration. <laughs> and Swerve's really stretching the definition of fate. Like, they feel a lot more like tweeners to me, really. Maybe like, that's kind of the issue of the tag team is that Keith Lee does yeah. have real face energy, he and does. Swerve has real, has like, oh, energy. I could go heal any yeah. second. I'm, I am <laughs> so close. Yeah. Like, <laughs> pretty much. Because yeah. I do feel like mostly when we see these celebrations for a new champ, uh, they are from uh, a heel. So I was like, that puts us in the realm a little bit. Yeah, they usually don't get cake and props. Like, they will bring, like, Thunder Rosa out to give a little speech sometimes when she doesn't get to give a speech, actually. Yeah, but, but she's... But know. no cake smushing. Yeah, that's No cake idea. smushing. Can't go wrong with cake smushing, though. Like, I really... I wasn't mad Crowd having to watch are. it. I was mm -hmm. a little worried that they might try to, like, you know, play with it and not have the cake and go in yeah. his face. <laughs> That'd but be then as soon as Mark Sterling came out, I was like, that man's going in the cake. <laughs> that, well, that man's for. <laughs> that is exactly what he's for. <laughs> I love the idea of you sitting there just like the idea of that cake making it backstage unmarred. <laughs> it's upsetting. Horrible. It's really upsetting. Yeah. I think I would like really, I'd be, like really have trouble watching next week if they betrayed me that way. Yeah, it, it might really be the end is. for you. 
Yeah. I mean, a cake at a wrestling show is really like a gun in the first act. Yeah. Absolutely. I just can't. It would be poor storytelling. And I've it's a betrayal a lot, of the narrative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that, though. That would be too far. <laughs> that's, the, that's the final bridge. Uh, we did have some little like vibes in the race. So it was like very fun. They're both very charming, obviously. Like they were playing with the crowd. We did have a little thing where it's like the crowd was chanting for Keith Lee. They were doing his chant. And then Swerve got a little shirty and was like, okay, I'll do a little something for me. I can make them chant for me too. So I like that we're starting like coming in hot with like they are, they're on the same page enough, but not really. Yeah. It was a yeah. good amount of tension because they didn't go over the top with it, but it was just like, oh, yeah, Swerve's not pleased with that. Just a little, like, he's making a joke, but it's not really a joke kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It's like just your attention hog friend where you're like, well, that's just Sandra, but someday <laughs> this is going to become a problem. Uh, some Dude. of us do now love Tony Nese. We're in love with him. Yeah. Is that okay? Well, wow, in love. I, I would say we got some negative feedback about that in the group chat, but <laughs> it wasn't positive. No, loving it. Uh, but I, I didn't. I don't know that I'm in love with him, but I am enjoying him. So I didn't take this. the negative feedback seriously because people were saying like this is the most disturbing thing that's ever been said in this group chat. No, it's not. I'll tell you that for <laughs> it's free. No. It's certainly it's not even close. <laughs> no, I have no concerns. You can say you're in love with Tony Nese, and that's fine. He just has such a like. They're just using him in the only way that I would want to see him used. Whereas like whole vibe is just like I'm showing you my beautiful muscles are you not enjoying this don't you think i should be the champion this is unacceptable and the, everyone's think like it's funny because no. like <laughs> i found him annoying at first so it's interesting that they've taken him in this direction where it's like oh no he's being he's annoying as his deal and it's like okay that's great right like it's it's so much better when they lean into something where they're just, mm-hmm. like when they try mm-hmm. to tell me someone's not annoying then mm-hmm. like I'm, I don't want to hear it, but like when it's like oh yeah he's really he's honestly one of the more annoying people on our roster. It's like suddenly <laughs> that's very enjoyable to watch. Exactly. Yeah. When he was just sitting in the stands and they were like premier athlete Tony East, and you're like what? But yeah, when he's running around with a petition trying to get a coworker banned right. for no reason, I really remember. And now every time they say premier athlete Tony East, I genuinely <laughs> yeah. crack up. It's very funny. Yeah. That's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> also, he his muscles like they're so pronounced. They look comic. Like they look like he looks like he's wearing like a like a muscle shirt kind of. Yeah. You know, yeah. one of those shirt t shirts where they have the muscles painted on. Yeah. Well, and I said it's the same thing because Jade also has those muscles that you're just like, how could yeah. those be on a body? And Mark Sterling has worked for both of them. It can't be a coincidence. Mm. <laughs> he's seeking out bulgy muscles <laughs> backstage. He's like, do you look fictional? Like you shouldn't exist in this reality? Well, <laughs> I love Have to I got represent the you. For you. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about the main event pretty early on. So this was Eddie and Jericho. This was their big, bigged. This was their big barbed <laughs> wire match with the shark cage for corporate synergy. It was kind of a shit show. It was a huge shit show. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. <laughs> I don't know. It was like one of those things where you're like, I've seen a lot of these elements before and they didn't look silly then, but um but that's something design, about this execution. Design principle is that yeah. a little too much of anything. <laughs> that is what it is. They should have looked in the mirror before that match and taken off at least one piece of barbed wire. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think so. Just some of the quickly, some of the plot elements. So the members of Jazz got suspended in their shark cage. Ruby Soho was in charge of the controls. At a certain point in the match, Ty Conti attacked her. And you kind of thought that maybe, like, 
Ruby could beat Ty Conti, but then Anna Jay came out and it seemed like she'd be on Ruby's side, but she actually was on Ty's side. They're not in a fight. Actually, Anna Jay, I guess, is a bad girl now. <laughs> which one, once I was thinking about it, I was like, I think they may be like pretty down in the heels department in the in the women's <laughs> division. Yeah. Are they so all injured? maybe they yeah. were. It was like out of necessity. They were like, we got we got to get some bad girls in here. <laughs> it's honestly like fine. Like I I'm not mad about it, but it's just like this abrupt. Like they've done so many things so fast with no backing. It yeah. it feels like a little bit like um. You know, when M. Night Shyamalan had his, uh, you know, whatever, the they've been dead the whole time movie, and then it was like every movie he the made after sense. that, he was like, thank you. Yes, <laughs> I was going to pretend like I just wasn't trying to say the movie title, but I couldn't remember it. But um, then for a while, he was like, oh, yeah, my movies, they got a twist at the end. Like, do they need a twist? Not necessarily, but they're going to get one. <laughs> like, that's kind <laughs> of what it feels like AEW is doing, where it's just like, and then you'll never believe what happened because there is no reason for it and nothing supported <laughs> it at all. We had a lot yeah. of twists. Uh, over the past few weeks we've had a lot of twists and it's true it's like interesting to think about like sometimes it's really nice to feel confident the whole way through like okay I can see what's going on with the acting and this this thing is going to happen other times it is nice to have that surprise but you want the surprise to kind of make sense a little more than maybe uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it did in this case especially because it's like we just hadn't seen these people mm-hmm. we hadn't seen Anna Jay really do that much for a while and then they have like one conversation and she's like I'm fine I'm happy to be evil now because I want to be on TV mm, fully out of so, you know I also think it was like it didn't the promo the Anna's uh, heel turn really didn't work because Ty Conte's promo was so bad Like, if it had been better, like, you could be like, oh, maybe Anna thought about it and was like, she's right. But it was Mm -hmm. really like, you know, you really have to be on TV, so (laughs) (laughs) maybe you should try doing what I'm doing. Yeah. It was funny because Ty can be very charismatic, but since she's been... Uh, since she's gone to the dark side, I would not say that that has been coming out very much. Uh, yeah. And it was a thing where it was like, if you were like a real person who knew your friend and you were like, I want him to be bad with me, you would have a very different approach if you were the Ty Conti that we knew three to six months ago or whatever. Right. Like your yeah. approach would be sitting her down and just being like, Anna, I am trying to have a fucking blast with you, girl. Like, let's get out <laughs> yeah. there. Let's be right. bad together, baby. <laughs> It's so much fun. You should try it. It was so boring. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I feel like Ty prob. It's like she doesn't know how to be. He- like, I feel like she has the shtick down of being like cute girl, you know, charming. Yeah. But like, it kind of seems like she's kind of imitating Sammy in a way that's not because no one not- ever should. No, no, I don't think it's natural to her, and I don't think she likes it. Like, I think yeah. Marty and Sarah pointed out on their podcast how often like the camera pans to her when everybody's booing, and she's like so yeah. mad about it. So it right. kind of makes sense that she's like, Anna, come be a heel with me. It's great. You'll love, love it. it. All the booing, it's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas you can see like Brit or somebody like really enjoying getting the yeah. reactions. So yeah, I yeah. hope negative one like reacts and is like. Oh yeah, this is terrible. So disappointed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, and then at the end of this match, so the Jazz Boys got back down. I love calling them the Jazz Boys. The Jazz Boys got back down. There were some issues unlocking the cage. They had to scramble out between the it was bars so of the funny. cage. I honestly kind talk. of love it when something goes wrong because you really feel like it's live TV when Ty right. can't open the lock. I know <laughs> for like and five minutes. But then like Danny Garcia and Jeff Parker like screedled out. So 
so quickly. And Jake Hager and Matt Menard were just like, no, we'll, we'll wait. We'll just wait. They right gave her a little look, like, where they clearly were being like, what are the chances that it's going to look humiliating if I try and screedle out of this cage? So high. So you keep working on that look. They were just, like, envisioning themselves time. stuck between yeah. the bars on live TV. And they were like, no thanks. And you know what? They were they were right to, to think with their heads and not act immediately. Uh, yeah. And then Sammy also kind of crashed the party and Jericho won the match. And then Eddie did manage to throw him out into some more barbed wire. I didn't enjoy this match. It's just like, it was like, this is a class. I, I don't think people are willing to say this. This is a classic Jericho <laughs> match from what I've seen. Yeah. This is how he Holy. loves to end a feud where he's like, yeah. and we're going to put so many ruffles on the dress. Like you're barely <laughs> going to be able to move. Yeah. And it's like, okay, That's well right. it's too much. It's been too much this whole time. All mm-hmm. I want is to see Eddie beat your ass and win this feud. And it's like, obviously good guys can't win every single feud, but it's so degradating to just be like, Oh, Jericho won the, the entire feud. Kill me. Again. I know. Yeah. And like, I don't, I think Eddie might've actually also contributed with all his, like, I want to like make you bleed stuff. And it sort of felt like in uh, sleeping beauty when the two fairy godmothers are, are trying to change the color of the dress and then the justice is like a weird splotchy you're mess. Right. I'm like, yeah, this is this match. Yeah, you're right. There are two guys whose vibes don't really mesh well. Yeah. As you pointed out, I'm like, yeah, and it, it was just like Jericho came out in, as the pain maker for this one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I'd not how stupid I keep the gimmick yeah. active, baby. <laughs> so funny. It's one of those things where it's like, um, like I heard that what's that movie that's out now? The Black Phone. Like I heard there are like some great, really scary mask, and Jericho kind of has like the opposite of that. There are there are scary masks, but I want to pop in and say, did not enjoy the film, just watched oh. it. Good to know. Good to know. Hey, it's hey, this isn't a horror review podcast, so we won't get into it, but I thought it was it a little very, overhyped. Yeah. <laughs> Pop culture happy hour, which is my full knowledge of it, didn't love it. About the, well, the but pop culture masks, happy hour is actually so. worse than you think, Ann, because pop mm. culture happy hour, the woman who was one of the women who was talking about it was also being like, it was just not as scary as the fantastically frightening sinister, one of, I think, <laughs> the oh. funniest <laughs> horror movies to come out in the past 20 years. <laughs> anyway, we don't have to get into that. We any don't have deeper. to review other podcasts <laughs> about non wrestling materials. <laughs> kind of just worry been about waiting that. for an opportunity to discuss it with someone so i thought i'd jump in here but uh i don't think we have to linger on this uh we have been told this is the end of the feud do you think that is true no i know okay i don't feel confident at all like with jericho winning especially i just felt very like oh no (laughs) apparently Meltzer is saying that he thinks this is leading to chris versus brian danielson no which brian danielson comes back and it's like Oh, cool. Sure. That's fine. If they want to fight, if the boys want to fight, that's fine. <laughs> Free Eddie up. Let Eddie do something else. Please yeah. let Eddie do something else. Yeah. But I think it's going to keep the BCC and the JAS for like that's so boring. forever. Someone needs to just cut Jericho off for his own good and be like, okay, you have six weeks to build the storyline. Six tight weeks. And like, you can't keep it going right. for six months. Because if he does that, like, I bet he actually would create a lot of feuds that I'm into because I'm often yeah. really into the middle of his feuds. Yeah. Even the yeah. beginning. It's really, it's like if you trim the fat, like there's good stuff there. It just always goes on too long. Yeah. And that, you know, it is a problem of wrestling. I mean, it's like a challenge of wrestling is that, 
you don't get to do a whole thing and then go back in and be like, okay, let's edit out that. Let's edit out that. Mm. You do have to just decide yeah. week to week. Like, I think this is what we <laughs> need. And Jericho does get like, clearly he's got a lot of status. So it's like, he's allowed to make a lot of decisions that nobody mm-hmm. pushes back on. And it, yeah. it's like, he needs someone to help him edit in the moment and be like, mm-hmm. no, yeah. we don't have to do that. We can just <laughs> do this. And that'll be just as good. Yeah. He's Stephen King. Once he got real successful, yeah. and no editor could tell him to cut so down. So true. But he is novel. not. He is not writing the seminal classic. It. He is <laughs> writing some of the other ones that we aren't talking about. <laughs> That's right. It, a horror book that's allowed to be just as long as it is. I'm not getting into it again. We're moving on to the I next thing on our agenda on, on this, this podcast. podcast. Before, yeah, I sort of, of think so. Hey, it's one of my favorite topics. We love Let, it. Yeah. Let's talk about. I thought this was shockingly some of the best long-term storytelling of the week perhaps of the month or of, yeah. of my life absolutely uh, shocking <laughs> <laughs> this week uh the best friends fought mox and yuda with orange cassidy and william regal both on commentary and the match was there wasn't really any setup to this match like in no. the show last week but we've had setup over the past you know, six months or whatever, the match was fully just about the fact that Chuck was like, Yuda is my child that I, that I <laughs> reared from a bebe and <laughs> taught to do wrestling. And then he ran away cause he was mad at me and he joined this violence club and my feelings are really, really hurt about it. Mm-hmm. And the entire match like was structured around that in a way I understood where I was like, well, I really know what's going on in this match. It's really interesting. (laughs) I know. I did really feel like, wow, when you've been like obsessively paying attention because they're your absolute favorite wrestlers, like things can really pay off for you in a way that with other (laughs) long-term storytelling, it doesn't necessarily, but, um, but they did a great job. I thought I was pretty surprised. This (laughs) match sons don't often. No, this match definitely rewarded an extremely niche population, (laughs) but boy, boy, did it reward them. And you know what? We, our money is as good as anybody else's. Okay, we deserve <laughs> to be rewarded now and then, and not with like a blood and guts T-shirt. We deserve to be yeah. rewarded with a story about family and about how sometimes you hurt each other and you don't know how to come back from that. It's and true. actually, like they have put the storytelling like on dynamite. Like I do think it's been well established. So even if you're not a super fan, I, I, I mean, I think the beats were clear there. It was fun. I agree. I think it's a light touch storyline. It's like not something that they've come back to a lot, but it's like. Yeah, it is pretty clear when you look back at all the material. You're like, yep, I can see that that's what's going on. Again, shocking. Shocking. (laughs) So impressed. They they put some effort in. Like, I didn't see it coming. Yeah, and then you had, like, like, uh, Greg was, seemed like... I don't know why. I just thought you were going to say Gronk. (laughs) Gronk. Our classic best friend, Gronk. (laughs) (laughs) But Trent was, he was going in there super mad, and he's never liked Yuda, and he clearly was feeling defensive of Chuck Taylor, which was great. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Chuck Taylor was doing some good face acting. And then Mox was kind of... Yeah. yeah, and then Mox was kind of like left out of the emotional storytelling, and so he didn't get to tag in, and he was just kind of losing it because like it's his, not fair to leave him off the. His energy was so funny because he was so like, funny. "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I get this. This is very emotional for you. I came here to punch somebody, and nobody has yeah. let me do the punching." It's, it's like, funny. I know you're working things out, but I just have to get in there. It's <laughs> funny because at the beginning of the match, he did. They did a thing where. 
Mox was mm-hmm. like so tenderly like kissing you yeah. his head and being like you're my beautiful boy like it was like <laughs> yeah. real like rubbing it in Chuck's face mm-hmm. and that was like what he had to give I think he did an amazing job of it and then it's yeah. true for the rest of the match he was like and now for the violence and I did, <laughs> hey I did this the acting you said I had to do okay so now for the violence like, anytime tag me in tag in no no <laughs> Someone said, someone on Twitter was like, he should have come into, he should have come into the ring wearing like one of those, like, I'm I'm not the stepfather, I'm just the father who stepped up shirt. That would have been really funny. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Uh, And anyway, so, uh, yeah, just great. And the end of this match, I don't remember who pinned who actually. Uh, it was Yuda pin Dustin. I can't believe you forgot yeah. that. Yuda pin Chuck Taylor using a pin that he taught him. <laughs> you know, sometimes when I'm trying to figure out how to transition, it's really hard to remember why I'm happy. Okay, yes, he pinned. It, it almost seemed like Dustin was going to manage to pin him, but he pinned Dustin. He tried to awful waffle. Chuck Taylor almost awful waffle Yuda. Oh, or, well, he did do Mox. He did okay. mox. Okay, yeah, guys, this is an our right. shining moment. But <laughs> this goes Stuff to show happened. when the when the emotional storytelling is working, the moves are irrelevant. Actually, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> except that they're not in this case because on commentary, Orange Cassidy stood up and said Chuck taught him that pin and left, and that was left. one, one of, of the, the sexiest things that's ever yeah. happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> Was one of pretty the brutal. Two things he said on commentary, like <laughs> yeah. all he had to offer was when William Regal was like, uh, "Yuta wanted to join the best stable in AEW," and he was like, "Allegedly," and then, like <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Those are the two things that he said. I did appreciate that William Regal kind of tried to draw him out on that, and like some other times, and was just fully unsuccessful. But you know what? He didn't try to flirt, so maybe he should have given that a go. Take he, your he, eyes off Excalibur for a second. There's other beautiful Regal was, men. He was working very hard to try to talk to OC, though. I think OC at one other time said, um, okay. Yeah, he <laughs> so he really, he did. Uh, that's that's a, good commentary work. That's a bit I enjoyed about how many times I see it. I yeah. I know. Um, do you think this is going anywhere else? I don't know. I'd I sure I like so it if they were. Eventually, but I'm actually yeah. fine if there's not anything new for like six months to a year. But like, I know, agree. Eventually, I, I think you can go. I think it, like it, it's very. They're not the best friends. Are not going to set up that many emotional storylines. Let's be real. So I think they should keep milking this one uh, mm-hmm. far into the future, just intermittently. That's not a problem. I did think while like OC was on commentary and I was watching, I was like, "There's lots of guys in the BCC that you could like that we'd want to see, and other people would want to see OC fight." So I think it easily could be like semi setting up any of those, not even in an imminent way, just like you could use it down the line. Maybe they'll do an OC Mox match, you know, just, yeah, for Chuck Taylor's honor. I would love that. Someone's got to fight for it. Yeah. <laughs> gotta get out I there. just said, uh, how did this match end? <laughs> <laughs> Your brain was running the transition subroutine. I couldn't get into the rest of it. So. It's just a little broken situation. Uh, anything else you guys want to call out about that match? Are y'all done here? <laughs> <laughs> the only it was just thing, so good. I loved the, it. 
The only thing I would mention is just like the moment where de- where Chuck was like throwing Yuta into the barricades and then Mock saw him and started towards him and then he <laughs> ran away. And just, it was like a little bit of a circus routine for a minute where like Justin kept looking over his shoulder and being like, oh God, he's still after me. <laughs> so funny. I mean, it's like there is something really beautiful about just like it's it's perfect characterization that he's like, I'll fight. I'm fine fighting. I'm happy to fight if I can run instead. Like, yeah, sometimes I'm going to do that. <laughs> Discretion is the better part of valor. It's fight or flight, baby, and both are valid. Both That's are true. valid. <laughs> okay. Uh, on Rampage, Chris and Athena fought the Renegade Twins and won. Uh, and I think this led to some post-match fighting featuring Jade and Kira Hogan and Layla Gray. I do think that I'm missing something that was going on with this angle. So they were supposed to have a trios match. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, with uh, Willow, Chris, and Athena versus Layla, Jade, and uh, Kara Hogan. So is it, did you think it was, it's like a shoot thing that Layla wasn't cleared to compete or you don't know? I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't really understand it either. And I Great. meant to look into it when I saw this on the schedule, but I didn't. My favorite thing to hear is that nobody is sure so we can just elide it pretty much and just move <laughs> past it. For one reason or another, it didn't end up being a trios match. It ended up being a tag team match. So on Dynamite, we got a promo from Chris and Athena and Willow Nightingale where basically like they were kind of amping themselves up and Athena was like, I should be the TBS champ. Chris, you should be the women's world champ. Uh, and Chris was like, yeah, that sounds okay to me. Yeah, I like the sound of that. And then for some reason, Athena and Chris didn't fight against Jade and Kira Hogan. Willow and Jade did. And this was the moment in the promo where I couldn't really tell, maybe because I was missing information or because of something about the, the acting or whatever. I couldn't tell if it was a thing where Athena was kind of like, cutting Chris out and Chris did feel a little bit like wait a second I don't know if I I don't know if this is right I couldn't tell yeah I couldn't tell either and Chris did look a little like kind of put out but I couldn't tell if she like forgot what she was supposed to say or if she (laughs) like was acting put out I just I don't know Because I just thought because of Athena, like confidently being like, I'll get this belt and you'll get this belt. And it's like, well, one of the belts is like a little more in reach for your faction right now. (laughs) So that was the thing that made me be like, okay, is this a thing where Chris is like thinking to herself, like, wait a second, I think I'm getting cut Mm. out of the action and I'm going to end up shit out of luck with no belt at all. I wasn't Mm. sure. Yeah, well, that would make sense. If you're right, that would be interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, although I, I think I would be like, well, we we don't want to set we don't want to always be setting the women's friendships up and, and yeah, knocking them true. down so fast. It'd be nice. <laughs> true. If maybe maybe if I'm overreading into it, I feel great about that, and I hope I am. I thought that the match was very fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was super fun. I feel like all the people in the ring like just have really big personalities in like a really charismatic way, and they were really fun to watch. And they all had different colored hair, which was fun. <laughs> Yeah, it did at one point like look like a Rainbow Bright episode, which I mm-hmm. love. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone was so beautifully colored. Oh my God, I have yeah. not thought about Rainbow Bright in a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was just like the gear, the hair, it all looked so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. 
was very fun. Yeah, and I think Chris and Willow and Athena are, like, such a fun group. Like, I just have a great time whenever they're doing a pro run. Like, Willow is so charming, and Athena, like, everybody's just great. So I love it. Take us, show us some, you know, some training sessions and get us backstage even more and give us more yeah. access. I want to see this, these women more. Mm. Yeah, seriously. Give them promos every week for sure. Uh, and then Jade did win. And... I loved that pin. So that's all I'll say about that. Uh, Leah, you raised a good little discussion point about something that has been going on with Jade. Do you want to bring that up? Yeah. So like Jade has just been treating Stokely Hathaway like he's Mark Sterling. Like she just like transitioned very easily to like abusing him whenever he makes a suggestion. But like, I don't really think it works the same way because like Mark Sterling is pretty like, <laughs> hapless you know but like stuff yeah. is not like I just I don't think it works as well because you get the feeling where you're like well why is Stokely in this anyways and I especially don't really know that this Layla thing is working where like Jade doesn't want Layla to join the baddies and Stokely's like making her and sort of like well I don't, like how is he making her like I don't know I don't I don't know that any of this is particularly fun to watch I think it's a little hard to figure out sometimes, like, who am I supposed to be backing here? Like, who do you, where do you think I am in the argument that's going on right now? Because I agree that, like, if you hate your lawyer manager because he's so dumb and you really publicly fire him for another smarter manager, like, that's your vibe. It's like, get out of here, Mark. Like, I found a much better guy you do kind of feel like maybe we w- we don't immediately return to having the exact yeah. same dynamic yeah. with the new right. guy, right. especially when yeah. the new guy is very like different. Like a Stokely Hathaway has a much yeah. different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And it does make it feel a little bit like, like does Jade just kind of have this one move like in the, you know, repertoire for a little. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, like I think that like her like general like vibe and confidence and like even just the way she's delivering lines is like, like working really well like I'm like it seems really like it's coming really naturally like I'm just like oh yeah all the like the charisma that I at the beginning was like I'm just not getting it as much like now I really am like yes but is it the specific are you doing the right things for the situation you're in maybe not right yeah yeah and I was like excited for her to team up with Stokely because it seemed like it could be a fun dynamic where the Mark Sterling thing didn't seem to gel with her so much but um yeah it has been not very fun so yeah it's hard to tell if it's like gonna be anything kind of like it's like you just are like is this just a way that we're passing the time which lots of things in wrestling are or am I supposed (laughs) to be keeping an eye on it like a little difficult to know but that is also I think maybe like kind of a broader thing with Jade where it's like she's had the belt for so long now that we're like past the point where I am even attempting to like guess what I think is gonna happen what the (laughs) long-term storyline plans are I did think like after she pinned whoever she pinned in this match I was like when are they gonna have Jade lose because like this faction does seem like a plot and they might just keep fighting and eventually have it but it does like it feels like Athena would be a plausible opponent for her to lose to so it'll be interesting to see yeah this feels like the strongest and most plausible set of opponents that she's Mm -hmm. had in recent memory in recent memory, I don't remember. Yeah, in recent a memory, lot of who things. knows? Who knows what happened here? But again, different. like this is—it's an art house film to me now. Or I'm just like yeah. anything could happen. <laughs> right? <laughs> don't even know what genre this is. <laughs> no. 
Uh, okay, let's move on to talking about Ricky and Will Hobbs. Some of our some of our top boys of late. Oh yeah. It's crazy how cool they have become. I feel like mm-hmm. once it was just like once the two of them were like teamed up specifically out of Team Taz, it's just like the chemistry is just rocketing. Love it. Who knew that Brian Cage really was holding them so yeah. far down? <laughs> right. I know. I mean, I feel like it's like that was kind of our vibe, but we didn't realize had the no extent idea. of it. Yeah. We thought he was just, uh, yeah. Anyway, so Ricky and Will Hobbs cut a promo on Rampage against a new man, I believe, who once was on NXT. True or false? Yes. he And he had some kind of gimmick where he was either, I think he was in the mafia, which is why Ricky <gasps> made a joke where he was like, you've been swimming, swimming with the fishes, but now you're swimming with the sharks. That was his Mm. last line on NXT. The last thing someone said about him on NXT, I believe from Twitter, I learned he's, he's swimming with the fishes. I love when we like, we know like a very small amount of information. (laughs) We're so proud about it. (laughs) What was his name? Like Kale or something? Kale Carter. Kale Carter. Sounds like, Hey, book it. So this man is named Kale Carter. Now I'm not looking up anything. Uh, so they cut a little promo and then on dynamite, he fought Ricky for the FTW belt and Ricky retained, uh, and was like really feeling himself through this whole match. There were a lot of moments where I was like, Ricky, your butt is just out of control right now. You're so happy to be fighting. (laughs) You love to see it. (laughs) So he immediately after the match was like, okay, open challenge let's hit me with another one. I can fight again. And the man who came out was Stan house. <laughs> Ricky immediately backtracked a little and was like, I'm unfortunately actually can't fight right now. I'm afraid. <laughs> it was so funny too. Cause the crowd started booing really intensely and he was like, calm down. You'll see it on TV next week. It was just very funny. <laughs> I do just love Ricky. So I mean, it's like, and he in the moment is always like able to just say the exact thing yeah. that I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm on. very excited because I'm going to see that in person oh, oh yeah God, why is dynamite always in yeah i didn't even know that you were it's going to fair. a dynamite <laughs> yeah you like don't even mention it anymore because it's so routine <laughs> i can't help it aw <laughs> just wants me to be there <laughs> i am going to a show in august as well actually so <laughs> treats for me so too there they haven't come any closer than cincinnati to me I am quite excited about the the August show because uh, Anna and Josh are going with me and uh, friends of the pod. Friends of the pod. I'm very (laughs) excited to to get there on the on the spot reactions to what's going on. And I really hope they get some. Anna's going to want to see Darby. So I Mm. hope he's still up to whatever he's doing with Bronk (laughs) at that point. I don't Uh, think anything's going to break Darby. (laughs) Nothing's going to. Oh, okay. A knock on wood. Mm, yeah. B, yeah, but I hope he's in like an active feud and that oh, this true. hasn't cooled off and he's not true. fighting or something. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Anyway, Leah's going to see this in person. She's a ragger, mm. but we're very excited for her and we can't <laughs> wait to hear the reportage. Um, so the implications of this are interesting. They're so delicious because I think for the past three weeks in our grab bag that we haven't gotten to is, is Hookhausen over? And we kept mm-hmm. being like, has mm-hmm. this cooled off? Are they not doing it? Because, you know, freaks got too weird on the internet and they're like, <laughs> not doing it. But it turns out maybe they just, they cooled it off so that they could just make me lose my mind. Because if, 
if ta- Danhausen, if if Ricky turns on Danhausen in some way, and Hook comes out to defend mm-hmm. Dan- Danhausen, and mm-hmm. then that somehow turns into a Ricky versus mm-hmm. Hook match, and yeah. Hooky takes the belt. Ooh, mm-hmm. his, dad's, his dad's his dad the FTW dad's belt. belt in a way that's kind of not super aligned with his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything is team Taz. Yeah. I know that they have, they have distanced. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with this because sometimes when they do these, like they just quietly distance someone from a faction, like sometimes you'll never hear about it again. Even mm-hmm. when they come back into contact, they really won't mm-hmm. bring it up. But sometimes, you know, like with Anna Jay and Ty Conti last week, like suddenly out of nowhere, it'll be like, well, actually, this has been going on. So it'll be interesting to see if that comes into play. I, I have to assume that, yeah. s- that something along these lines is going to happen. Like Hook has to come into play here somehow. We did, Danhausen did just like post a little video with Hook today too. So I'm like, okay, so you know, you're, you're keeping it alive. Like all the pieces are there. It's kind of like a waste if you don't do something interesting with this. It's so I good know. too. It's such a good way to get like hook, like sort of emotionally involved when he's such mm-hmm. like a too cool for school kind of character. Mm-hmm. But then if he's, right. if he was in there like defending Dan Housen like that. Right. Cause stuff. he, he has the same problem as orange Cassidy where mm-hmm. in a feud, he's never going to be the guy who can do the heavy lifting because yeah. his character doesn't talk and doesn't, really react to things so he has mm-hmm. to be partnered with someone who does the emotional heavy lifting and right yeah. who knew who knew and, it, Dan and, and then it's like that. so powerful when he does take an action mm-hmm. like when he finally shakes Danhausen's hand like it really hits because it's so rare yeah. yeah and it is actually kind of the exact same thing because Leah you were saying that like someone on Reddit was saying about Orange Cassidy like I think the only thing he cares about is Chuck Taylor which is how mm-hmm. they use that in the like in their plot lines where they're just like, right. we got to get him worked up. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so we'll fuck with his friends. Like, yeah. and yeah. so Hook didn't have any friends, but now mm-hmm. he has a friend. And this is interesting because you have the friend involved, but then you have the specter of his father involved as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of rich soil there. It's so yeah. Rich. I, I really hope it pays off. Cause it's, yeah, it's getting into some really juicy territory. They could really do something with. So, We've had to come back to this pod and eat a lot of crow recently, so, so it's going to be so fun. <laughs> I'm going to come back next week, and we're like, yeah, so Ricky squashed Danhausen. <laughs> Hook did not come out. Yeah, <laughs> I, lo- I love to have so little memory that I'm just like, have we? I don't remember being <laughs> wrong about it. <laughs> do, you, do you remember being like, I know that if no one got us MJ, I wore those and then being like, well, there's no way the Bucks will lose the belt this early. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I don't even think about it. I guess I'm, everything I say now, I'm just like probably wrong. But, I, but, if, it, but if I had, if I ran the zoo, it would be right. And we are very right about this. This would be the right thing yeah. to do. So I hope. And we've never made it. any claims about knowing anything or being able to predict anything. Quite the so, opposite. Yeah. We said we try. Fulfilling our promises. You know, in a way, we don't, we don't predict, but we do authoritatively tell Tony what the right <laughs> thing to do would be. That's true. And we're always right when we do. We're so, right. hey, we've never been yeah. wrong. <laughs> never been wrong. Let's talk about another little feud that let us down. <laughs> okay, let, you know what? Let's see what happens. But Some people I, got a little twist happy in this one too. This is a thing where Tony listened to us because we told. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think we told you what to do with this, but I would have told you not to do this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Billy Gunn was on Rampage last week, not explaining 
remotely <laughs> sufficiently why he <laughs> abandoned his new wives, the acclaimed, for Not his gormless little. sons, his stupid, <laughs> his stupid boys. Amazing use of the word gormless, which you don't hear enough. Thank you. I think it should be coming up a lot more. Uh, he, he got into the ring claiming he would explain himself. But I think that his explanation yeah. was kind of like, it be that way sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It really was. It was like, and now we're going to hear from Billy Gunn, and he's going to say why he did that. And he's like, you know, sometimes I just do things. <laughs> like, who can say I, why? I believe his exact words were, sometimes daddy's got to d- let the hammer drop. <laughs> very funny because it's like you could do a fairly normal explanation too of being like like talking to the crowd and being like i'm sorry they're my legitimate flesh yeah, and blood biological sons, sons. Do, look at their you, faces do you how really think it's crazy face. yeah exactly but no he was just he kind of wasn't working in that zone so and then he said to anthony bowen scissor me daddy ass like does he understand that he's daddy ass <laughs> it seems like maybe not it's, he's like, talking to ba- the big daddy in the sky <laughs> To him, it's like it's like when you shake hands in church. She's like, yeah, no, that's yeah. the thing you say. Right. Show, when you rub your show, fingers together. Show me a sign of Christ's love. With you. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, peace be with you. Scissor me, daddy ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the thing that people say. We all say. say it. Yeah, we're all saying it. Hey, Billy, you're right about that. We are all saying it. Uh, so then I think the acclaimed showed up and Max Caster did a little rap dissing. Um, I've written this wrong, but dissing the ass boys. And then this week on Dynamite, the Ass Boys said that they want to have a rap battle with the acclaimed. <laughs> so they're Which, all going to have a rap battle, I think. I mean, I'm not mad about that. I think that'll no, be very I'll entertaining. So <laughs> I think that I'm going to cringe out of my skin. There's a thing. Oh, it's going to be bad. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to have, I'm going to be there. And so oh, yeah. like, there's, no there's nowhere for you to go. You can't yeah. go get a beer. I guess you could. You could go get a beer, but you don't want to leave because you have to see it. I have to see it. So yeah. when. When things well, who's bragging ex- now, Leah? Who's <laughs> bragging now? <laughs> Time to get- suffer. <laughs> <laughs> when things get too exciting at Sarah's house, Sarah gets up and she runs into the dining room and then she peers uh, like uh, against the wall and like looks through her hands. And I just picture the two of us doing it, but like from like the popcorn stand and just being like, I can't watch. It's too much. I find that so incredibly relatable, but actually sometimes... This especially used to happen when I was living with Anna and Josh. We all would watch movies together. I'd get really stressed out and go to the bathroom, and I'd come back and find they paused the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I love the idea. Awful. I love the idea of Max and Austin Gunn being like, "Hold on, that girl just <laughs> ran up the stairs. Hang on a Gotta minute. wait for Leah to come back. Yeah, <laughs> just everybody sit tight. Hold, I'll just hold my bars a minute." <laughs> Cut my music. Cut my music. <laughs> um, do, do you guys think, oh, where do you think everyone's going to land uh, in terms of face heel stuff at the end the of The claim this? came out of Did the face Did they come tunnel? out the face tunnel? They came out of the face tunnel. Right? I hey, hate face. Seem right? I hate they face They can't be faces so as nuts. I mean, how are they going to do their raps if they're being nice? That's just not... I mean, it would be funny if they did, like, Mr. Rogers raps for a few weeks before they had to chase their nature. (laughs) Kind of like (laughs) that whole bit after Max got suspended where he kept saying, like, (laughs) family-friendly raps. (laughs) That's right. It's interesting because you can't... Just because two heels are fighting or two heel tag teams or whatever, it doesn't mean that one of them is going to come out as 
like good actually because if the fight that they're having isn't about an inherent like moral or ethical issue they can just both still be rat boys and that's what i think has happened here where it's like a father wouldn't leave his children to be your sugar daddy like that doesn't make you a good person (laughs) that's what turns people to the righteous path for sure you're absolutely right but like tony is allergic to having heel heel feuds and it sucks because i'm like because this is why jericho had to turn face for that period because they were like oh well he can't fight the pinnacle but it's like no you can just have two different kind of rats that's okay it's also people fight each other all the time like he's like he's never worked in an office or something i know (laughs) well yeah well maybe that's true he probably hasn't yeah yeah but you know it's also it's like I think that heel to me, like heel heel fights can be helpful also as a longer term storytelling tool where it's like, if you had the acclaimed, this is a little deeper than the acclaimed one ago. I get it. But if like the, the takeaway from the acclaimed was like, man, it fucking sucks when you think someone likes you and then they don't like you. Like now we're really thinking about our lives and that's taking us on a journey where we're getting closer to being faces. And then you Mm. do a couple more things and then you get them there all the way. This just isn't the thing that to me gets them there all the way. (laughs) Like, it's just like, it doesn't, that does not check out because nothing in, in Max Caster's essential nature is changed by this. (laughs) But he's mad that Billy Gunn didn't want to kiss him on the mouth. (laughs) well we all are honestly the pacing on this storyline was just so bad i'm still i'm just mad about it It i feel like so quick and it shouldn't happen that way no yeah if they just like let it breathe for like a few weeks in between each current it could have been could have been great edit yourself look in the mirror take one thing (laughs) off let it breathe these are simple maxims we could put them on a poster we could hang them everywhere backstage leah leah make a sign before you go to dynamite next yes (laughs) hell yes let it breathe for the writers and editors of america let it breathe well that's crazy i'm very interested to see because you know i love a little rat face like i you know it's like and i think the best friends are in that realm not yeah as, they brought a chainsaw out last yeah week. they brought a chainsaw out but like where they're like a little better because they will usually be like yeah we'll do the right thing at the end of the day but like i like a rat face you're gonna have to do some work to make that work for the acclaimed mm-hmm. yeah for sure so let's see uh luchasaurus and christian fought was this right yeah, yeah. no i was just thinking like speaking of turns that happen so quickly <laughs> yeah. I, hey i put them next to each other for a reason this is more of that uh you know that anna J stuff that we were talking that about the beginning. whiplash in this episode luchasaurus and christian fought the varsity blonde so this was based on the stuff that went on last week it was basically a squash match it was very very quick uh brian pillman jr's mullet looked beautiful so let's start there <laughs> and griff garrison's hair also looked beautiful it i thought there yeah. were some angelic blonde boys absolutely <laughs> take care of each other boys mm. who was it in our group chat was it beth who said brian pillman jr is for the lesbians <laughs> absolutely she did and she was right because i had been sitting there thinking too like yeah i follow her on tiktok when i look at brian pillman jr that's what i think i follow her on tiktok and i love her content <laughs> um so after they won Luchasaurus and Christian Jungle Boy's music hit, he comes out, he's wearing a leather jacket. I would Mm -hmm. say that he was working at it with his face. He didn't do a bad job. His face Mm -hmm. said, I'm changed. I'm a man now. I'm a man now. (laughs) I've seen things and felt things betrayal. 
that I had not experienced before. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he walked down and Christian, I think, kind of was like, yeah, Luchasaurus, go deal with this because, oh, he looks like Jungle Boy because he is Jungle Boy. (laughs) And uh, Luchasaurus was standing between him and the ring. And then Luchasaurus immediately just stepped aside like, I am on your side, actually. (laughs) (laughs) This was wild. (laughs) Like, what is happening? Lordy, (laughs) lordy. You'd think this would be the moment where it's like, Christian turned Luchasaurus, so now, like, there's a payoff to it or whatever, but it was just like, nope, just kidding. (laughs) It made me think, like, last week, or in the bonus episode, when we asked Marty, we were like, what do you think is going on with Luchasaurus? And Marty refused <laughs> to play ball and was just sort of like, nah, he's just, he's just a dumb guy who's, you know, he's like he, in like, wrestling. Sometimes big guys are real sometimes dumb. Sometimes it happens like that. Basically. And it's like somehow Marty knew, like he was he like, knew. yeah, no, this is not going to pay, pay off in yeah, any yeah. way. Don't said, ladies, don't dream too big because <laughs> those dreams get burst. Yeah, we're back down on Earth now. Uh, it's crazy because in, I can't stop thinking in my brain, like, but he got hypnotized. No, they never said yeah. that. No, that's not what they said. But it was the only explanation that made sense to me, and I liked but it. That's what they showed, though. That's I what think. they showed. <laughs> because he had his whole vibe was like, he's got a trigger word, and I yeah. can set right. him on anyone at any time. Mm-hmm. But now, I guess what we're supposed to think is that he, that Luchasaurus, it's kind of like he either was like, I'm really stupid and I will side with anybody, which is boring <laughs> and I don't like, or that he was like, oh, Jungle Boy's not here to tell me what to do and I don't want to fuck it up so I'm just going to go with it and then the next time I see him I'll just run it by him and be like was that right (laughs) I don't know Which it's makes like, me oh, Jungle Boy, my first boss. <laughs> yeah, it makes me really worried because if Jungle Boy is the brains of that operation, like, <laughs> yikes. Shit out of luck. And All now alarming. Jungle Boy's girlfriend is evil. It's like, uh, okay. Well, it's about to get pretty rough, dicey in there. Oh, All my right. God. And then it was so funny, too, because, like, Christian just ran away and then Jungle Boy chased him. But so they like darted away through the crowd and stuff. But it was also funny because like Jungle Boy started gaining on him and he like almost caught him and had to like slow down, which I got a <laughs> kick out of. <laughs> I did like watching the chase scene. It's it, this was one of those times in wrestling where I'm not not entertained by anything I'm seeing. I'm enjoying myself yeah. thoroughly. I, I like all the people involved. And also at the end, I think, what the literal fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it is like they just come up with these things like five minutes before air and they put less thought into it than we do. <laughs> so yeah. well, There's a lesson there. I guess. Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, let's hit on all the stuff that was going on with the House of Black this week. So Miro, who got good recently cut a Mm. promo on rampage and i will read the quote he said my god (laughs) did you make a deal with a devil to stop me because ever since malachi's missed i can feel his claws should i let (laughs) the pagans take me theological or should i rip Mm. off their heads and take their spines did you send the house of black to destroy the redeemer or to recruit me Loved it. When he said, should I let the pagans take me? I was just sent to heaven. Just chef's kiss. Miro's doing work nobody else is Miro could. He sells these insane I little know. monologues. And he sells it's them crazy. so perfectly. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. He could get into it's, an MFA program. I'll tell oh, you for free. <laughs> yeah. He is. And you know, where Malachi Black is like getting into an MFA program, but like he's 
a lunatic who's like developed his own mythology way too far so it makes no sense to anyone else like Nero's doing it right and it is always like you've cut to kind of a different show but somehow it works really well (laughs) like I don't know he's great because it's serious and comic at the same time I mean it's like he is taking the character is taking himself seriously but in a way where you're like but he knows that there's comedy in this for the rest Mm -hmm. of it it is just like a perfect little balancing act he's actually perfect uh change nothing yeah. And so then on Dynamite, Darby fought Bronk, Brody King, because of Allie. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> you really shouldn't put in the notes, I'll explain on the show. <laughs> I'll definitely remember what My I was going to say. My wrist I couldn't type anymore. I've written because of I don't know, I'll explain on the show. Darby got... Darby was condescending to Bronk and Bronk was mad at him. So Bronk, I think, attacked him at a fan fest. Is that right? Yeah. And then last week on Rampage, Darby jumped on Bronk. So <laughs> that they've been going back and forth about that. So then Darby got ragdolled by Bronk for quite a while in this match. It was beautiful to behold. I will just say someone on Twitter said it's crazy that everyone on the roster is injured, but somehow Darby is fine. And I was like, that's so right. But also, yeah. Can't hurt that man. Can't keep a <laughs> rowdy toddler down. Just Gumby. His bones his, aren't brittle yet. They're yeah. <laughs> his bones are like made of elastic. Like yeah. something's, it's not, it's not normal. It's not normal, it but it's pain. cool to watch. He should probably be in some kind of colony being treated for somewhere. <laughs> a, <laughs> a colony? <laughs> a, le- a leper colony, guys. We got to get that guy out on an island. <laughs> <laughs> should be studied. Um, But... Anyway, so then there, so he lost, which is great. I love watching Darby lose. It's like you just are never worried about it. You're like, yeah, he doesn't <laughs> care. Um, but then Sting came out to kind of defend him from Bronk. And then Malachi, the lights went out and Malachi came out to help. And then Miro came out in sunglasses. I forgot about the goo actually at this point. So I thought <laughs> he was just like a cool for the summer look. But you were right. And that it was, um, very cool for the that was about the goo. And then his pagan promo the light was falling so that you yes, couldn't you're see right. his yes. goo die oh, right. and also, i did notice so. that at the time but forgot about yeah. it so yeah so the, it's the julia hart issue all over again is the goo mm-hmm. taking it's interesting the goo didn't take pack so <laughs> no maybe it's like kind of pack, a little thing pack got into the ocean wiped it off called it a day <laughs> 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 but you know it's like um two people get exposed to an illness and only one of them gets it oh what kind of illness Half, are you thinking know, about you know, any kind you could think of really any kind yeah, it's any interesting kind. i just can't think of one to nothing yeah, specific but, yeah, that sure. i hear about all okay. the time no uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay and so then uh, yeah and so then sting also got good at the end of this match yeah so alarming. what what talk- are you gonna do if sting gets gets good i don't know wow. this made me really think like are we ever gonna get taken on a journey where sting and darby are torn apart by something like mm. goo evil like goo, and darby yeah. has to take a journey through the self to save mm. Sting, I'd kill for that mm. storyline. I'd yeah. love to watch that. Oh, man. If someone had to rescue someone who'd been gooed and do, like, a Tamlin and just grab them and not Please. let go to, like, get the evil out of their heart. Yeah. Tony, these are, this is what we want to see because that's about friendship. That's about father-loving. That's mm-hmm. about family. Mm-hmm. Um, very into that. I think – what do you think this is leading to? I think. What do you think? <laughs> Anything? Any thoughts? I – don't I love Miro fighting with the goo and I love everything Miro's doing. I don't want him to join House of Black, so that's putting me in a place. I don't think that he's actually going to. I think he's teasing it, but like not to be like too pragmatic, but I think it's gonna come to like Miro, Darby, and Sting versus Brody, Buddy, and 
Malachi because like the numbers. <laughs> would I add mean, up. but I do. You're like I can see when there's a parallel number. I of see men. it. No, I, I think the you men are right, line yeah. up. I see the men lining up in my head. <laughs> but I do think it's very very funny that in this in this feud they've been lining Darby up with Bronk and then Malachi up with Sting. But like it's very funny because like Malachi's the leader of House of Black and they're like yes his equivalent is Sting. It's like oh <laughs> I, I, think, I guess I think like Darby is like the actual wrestler sting like i mean sting has been jumping onto tables lately you heard it like, here first she said sting's <laughs> not an actual wrestler <laughs> wow harsh wow. <laughs> she invites not, criticism she doesn't fear it i'm not saying it right but you know what i mean i know well, that, that you're like miro paired up with buddy which is real <laughs> demoralizing. <laughs> i think that makes sense because of their size so- i think because of their size and body shapes i think yeah. that's probably right i i, I kind of think of Buddy and Bronk as being about the same, but that could be wrong. I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. I really mm. don't know, but I like Buddy's body. So I would like to see <laughs> Buddy and Miro's bodies get to know each other. <laughs> in Do you think it's weird <laughs> for Brian Danielson? <laughs> <laughs> Brian Danielson's son is named Buddy. Like that's on his birth certificate. Do you think oh. it's weird for him when his buddy Matthews is just wandering around too? I don't know. I think that's kind of the least of AEW's issues because they have 17 mats. So there's got to be some mat children running around, too. But really, any organization, they're just going to have a lot of mats. So you think Buddy, though, is like a little more unusual? A little more unusual, yeah. I guess maybe so. (laughs) Uh, And then also in House of Blackland, we can't get into this that much, but John Silver and Alex Reynolds fought Malachi and Bronk for Hangman's Honor. I don't actually know why. I don't remember anything about this. Bronk tossed Hangman out of the Battle Royale. But oh. Like John, mm. But it was like, it, it, John Silver was like, we're going to fight him because of how he treated you. And Hangman in that promo was sort of like, why? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's like, it's a Battle, Battle, Battle Royale. Royale. So, yeah, it's kind of the rules. <laughs> People get thrown out, yeah. I don't know. But then, so they did and they lost, I think. But then, mm-hmm. so now, then they picked a fight with the Butcher and the Blade and Hangman and John Silver are going to wrestle the Butcher and the Blade on Rampage this week. So we don't know why any of that is happening, but let's let's the just only, touch. The only thing that I will say is that I think the entire group chat wants that Butch shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wasn't looking at the screen, so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of just a shirt that says Butch on it. Yeah, I'll buy that, <laughs> of John course. Silver was given. <laughs> Easily so buy that, yeah. The Butcher and the Blade. But we can't. Can we buy it? No, no. I don't think so. Damn or really, I didn't see it. But Tony, make make our money never, is as good as anybody else's. <laughs> They're uh, can, they're refusing to sell me so many things that I see on TV and trying to sell me things that are ugly and stupid. I so resent that. No. Ca- make capitalism work for us, Tony. Yeah. Can when I want to throw money at you, let throw let us throw the money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I know we're late, but we do briefly have to talk about Hangman's other thing he had going on this week, which was on being the elite which was that he was wearing his beautiful tie-dye shirt and mm. he was there when the Bucks lost their belt and belts. They have two. They're two men. They're two different men. They have two, <laughs> two belts, one each. They each get a They're belt. They're kind of a, a one set of belts, though. Kind of you a know. set of belts. Yeah. <laughs> one per man. So one per they're man. two men. Yeah. <laughs> it came out. <laughs> They've lost their belts. Hangman is standing there watching. Loaded moment. Yeah. yeah, sad music. Loved it. I love that they're they're doing their gradual progression. They're slow burning it. It's looking good. The pacing is good. Like, but yeah. things are moving a little bit each 
when I get a, just a couple of seconds each week, like mm-hmm. I can, man can live on that oh, and yeah. live happily. Oh yeah. I know. Easily. And, and I'm really pleased that Hangman also has been spending more time like hanging out with John Silver and Alex Reynolds. It just feels like we're picking up some threads that we had like dropped mm-hmm. for a little while there. Like things are, we're starting to rev up the machine here. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I also thought from a cinematography perspective, I thought very smart that you did a lot of setup where you were wearing the tie-dye t-shirt mm-hmm. and then in the shot, we immediately see you because it's a very distinctive t-shirt. I thought, wow, I- these men really think about it. <laughs> I did love that moment where everybody was like, oh, that's why he was wearing that shirt. Oh, gotcha. It, you know, it it just worked. It was really good. It makes (laughs) me feel hopeful for the summer to come. Please, Hungbucks, please. Hungbucks, baby. Oh, I want it so bad. So bad. I think that is the note of hope on which we end tonight. Did I miss anything anybody really want to talk about? Ring of, uh, ring I of honor. That we didn't really talk about the Ring of Honor. <laughs> I know. You I, know what big fans of Ring of Honor that I know. I are. thought I am doing my girls a grave disservice by not putting <laughs> the Ring of Honor stuff on this schedule. <laughs> They're going to be so sad, but I love making my girls sad. So, <laughs> wow. Chop. Wow. Harsh. Okay. This was a great week. I feel like there was a lot to criticize, but um, really, I had, a, I had a great time watching. It, I think it goes to show that there are different types of criticism, and some weeks it's yes. just all fun criticism. You're like, yeah, it wasn't right, but I had a blast. Right, was exactly. It good? That's all my business. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> we make it our business by discussing it, I guess, but hmm. I, I also had a really good time this week. So on that note, I have been Allie. I've been Ann. And I've been Leah. And this is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Gorkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and come back next week. 